Hello and welcome to episode 102. I still can't figure out how to actually say it. 102 of the Nerd Culture Podcast. With me are the uh, NCP crew, Bo. What's up? And Crystal. What's up? <laughs> We're so white. What's up? <laughs> One's mama. One's mama. Uh, so for this episode we'll have our pop culture news, uh, some reviews, our contest of champions, Azerothian Times makes a comeback, and we haven't had the Azerothian Times for a couple of episodes it's been a long time. Uh, yeah. we got a lot of catching up. We have a lot of catching up. You've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, and, and, and coming soon. Um, so, yes, it is. We're, we're a couple of episodes off from our 100th episode. That was epic, man. Epic. And, yeah, it was. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Oh, thanks, man. The, uh, the uh, Make a Bag of Swag winner, uh, Meow the Cat, uh, received her items. Okay, so you got in touch with her. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 she uh, got in touch got in touch on Facebook and gave me her real name and her address and uh, it was in Australia dude alright but All right. Uh, yeah she's in um, Western Australia so the other side of the country uh, so I set, set them off and uh, she's got them she's received them she was very excited she made like this cool sort of custom photo that like she, like, she laid them all out and then like took photos and then like you know put like, like fancy effects on them and stuff it looked pretty cool it was very cool it was very cool so she was very happy congratulations again to um, yeah it was very cool the mega bag of swag uh, meow. Let's meow. <laughs> meow. So, <laughs> I can't do that as good as silhouette, but uh, but anyway, that's pretty good. <laughs> meow. Anyway, let's move on to uh, news. We've got a lot of news to get through. So. First up, we've got San Diego Comic Con is on now. It's happening as we speak. There's been a lot of cool uh, sort of revelations from there, but we'll deal with them. A bit more in uh, in a later episode when it's actually all complete and, and finished. I did uh, see one thing if I could mention. Yeah, go. Yeah. Hallmark have released some ornaments, and one of them I think is kind of weird. Was, I'm not sure if they're intended for that or not, but ornaments to me sound like something you hang from a Christmas tree. Yeah. One of yeah, them is yeah. The, one of them is the death scene bet- of Spock. Why, why would you hang that on your Christmas tree? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the death scene. Is it really a Christmas tree ornament, though? Well, it's called an ornament, and it has a little hangy thing for that. It might be It might be a little tongue-in-cheek, because, like, I don't know how it is in Australia, but, like, everybody I know has those Star Trek Christmas tree ornament things, well, and maybe it's making fun of those. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I have a yeah, horrible... Yeah, my dad has them. I'm surprised that no one's given me any... Because it seems like the kind of gift that you get, like, to the nerd family member, you know? Yeah. You don't know what they get them. I'll order them a Spock uh, Christmas tree <laughs> ornament. Yeah, so you see those a lot here. I wonder if that's... It's just making fun of that. Why are yeah. Daleks on my tree last year? It was, <laughs> <laughs> was pretty cool. So, on to some sad news. Uh, James Garner has passed away. Um, we were talking uh, James Garner, of course, best known for The Rockford Files and Maverick. Um, he's a, an actor's actor. He's a, a cool dude. And um, it's a shame that he's passed on. And uh, so our condolences to his family. Uh, we were just talking about James just fairly recently on the show when we were talking about our favorite uh, like TV shows from our childhood or something, I think yeah, the episode was. was top, and, uh, and I mentioned The Rockford Files because yeah. it, it was a big part of my sort of after-school growing up experience. So it was, uh, it was a shame. Uh, moving on, we've got it's Batman's 75th anniversary, uh, so there's a whole bunch of Batman-related stuff going on. Old man, Batman. Yeah, he's uh, but it, it's a testament to <laughs> Batman as a character. I mean, he's 75 years old and he's more popular than he's ever been. 
It's, it's uh, a bit ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. Batman everywhere you go. <laughs> Imagine the Botox. And there's <laughs> there's new photos of uh, Ben Affleck in the suit. Yeah, there's a, there's a new headshot of uh, Ben Affleck. You know, so it's a bit bit better lighting and stuff. And chin it's, shot. Uh, it's, it's a chin shot. He's got he's got the chin. He's got the superhero chin. He looks alright. He looks fine. I reserve judgment until I see the film. The film's going to be terrible anyway. Let's face it. So it's yeah, it doesn't really I matter. S- I don't know if this is real or not, but I found a, I found a photo. Yeah. Is it like the movie poster looking photo? No, no, it's just a, it's just a, just a headshot. It's basically just from the chin up, like the neck up of just him looking sideways. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I see that. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. But no, I like no. the short horns. I like that it's the short horn suit instead of the yeah the, ears. the really overly exaggerated one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So you prefer the short ears? I think so. Yeah, I do too. I, I, I sort of, I like a bit of mid range. I like sort of the Neil Adams size, size. So not too like a long, middle, a middle ear, not too small. Yeah, so the middle, <laughs> middle range. And no, it's not. Um... Oh, I can't believe we're in discussion about how big Batman's ears should be. <laughs> we're a dude podcast. This is what we're talking I like, about. I like about a, I like about a three quarter ear. I think uh, that's, the, that's the way I roll. If it's twelve inches or nothing. <laughs> And uh, so that, uh, to answer your question from, from before, it's not Brett Ratner, it's uh, Zack Snyder. So the same guy that did Man of Steel. Yeah, yeah. so it's going to be really broody. Yeah. <laughs> Zack Snyder-esque. Uh, so we've also uh, had a whole bunch of TV uh, pilots leaked. It's just it's like the, the year of the of the leaked pilots. You got uh, The Flash was leaked uh, a couple of months ago, Flash episode one. Um, <laughs> Flash leaked. What is yeah, wrong with it's a, it's it, a it, very it, leaky internet these days. <laughs> It's just dribbling all over the place. <laughs> Stop it, you two. You're as bad as each other. Uh, we also had uh, Constantine. Um, of course, it's meant to be pronounced Constantine. So, Scott, I'm with you there. It's meant to be Constantine. Uh, but uh, it is uh, Constantine. That was leaked as well. And uh, just recently we had um, the news that uh, the first five episodes of the new Doctor Who series uh, scripts were leaked. The first five? Yeah, the first. Well, they, that was just the scripts. But, oh, now, okay. but it now it turns out that they've actually also leaked the first episode of season eight has been leaked. It's in black and white, and uh, some of the special effects haven't been completed. But you know, some jokers <laughs> released that as well. I've seen all three of these things. That's insane. <laughs> and uh, For that to happen, it is crazy. It had to be someone from BBC in London to do that. For sure, definitely. It kind of they can't, I feel can't like blame that one on some they, translator. Yeah. The scripts were the scripts were an accident. I mean, let's, it was clearly an accident. Um, but these these episodes being leaked, it's got to be intentional. The Flash and Constantine, I kind of have the I kind of have the suspicion that they were leaked as promotion by you know high executives or something like that. Maybe not any you know official producers you know gave the okay, but I think it was done very intentionally as a, as a PR. Yeah. Um, but uh, Doctor Who, I just can't. That's not their style. I can't imagine no. them doing that. Like, I think this was like somebody working on the crew that somehow had this that could that could leak it out. Gotcha. Um, I oh. just don't feel like it was. It's not their. It's not. I don't get the vibe from Doctor Who that they're into those same kind of stunts. You know. Yeah, I have no doubt in my mind that Constantine was leaked on purpose by the people in charge. But I'm yeah. totally with you. BBC leaking stuff is just not their thing. It's just it's not. Yeah, not normally. And it's in black there. and white. It's got the wrong opening credits. It's, it's half the special effects aren't there. There's no way you would release a product, release a product looking like that. They just wouldn't. Right. Be. What if it's a huge practical joke and they made a fake first episode and leaked it? Well, it, it 
Well, actually, I thought the same thing. I think I thought it was maybe fake um, because it's got sort of like, I mean, why put different opening credits on there and stuff? Oh, okay. So it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. They so, haven't done the credits yet. Um, yeah, so because obviously they haven't done the credits yet. That's what I thought. But and actually, from what I've, from what I've read, because I haven't read the scripts, but from what I've read online, it does correspond with the first episode script that was released as well. So it is actually, it is legit. <sighs> and uh, it's got some interesting stuff. So like I said, I've seen all three. Uh, just very, very quick reviews. Uh, I've been, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't like New Who. I think it just goes, this whole romance angle is just over the top, like every single season. But this first episode um, actually addresses that in universe, which is awesome in a really, yeah. really cool way. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on board for Peter Capaldi, Doctor Who. I'm with you now. It's, it's, it's gone back to the William Hartnell sort of style of this, this Doctor's not a nice guy and uh, he's just here. He's got a job to do and he's going to do it. It's great stuff. I do enjoy New Who, and I am a New Whovian. I, I, I'm into the new Doctor, too. I, and it's mainly because, like, I just trust they've never let me down so far. So I feel like it's gonna, it's got to be great um, just because of the production team behind it is just you never let, let me down. It's the best television on television. So it's going to continue to be, I'm sure. Cool. Awesome. Uh, the Flash, it's, it's, uh, it's your typical CW stuff. I mean, it's got that whole romance angle and you know sort of teen angst and all that sort of rubbish the guy that plays the flash he just looks like a complete dweeb and yet as soon as he gets his flash powers suddenly he's got a six-pack and it's like you know it's just it's just not my thing it's you know i'm sure it's 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 fine the production phase were all good the acting was all fine you know the special effects were okay i suppose i mean it's it's you know it does what it does i'm not i'm not going to continue to watch it i didn't i don't watch arrow and it ties into the same it's tied into the arrow universe uh, barry actually appeared in arrow in an episode and then in this first episode he goes back and talks to oliver um now that he's acquired powers he goes back and talks to oliver and sort of seeks some advice and stuff and that's all cool but i don't know that's not my thing i'm not a 16 year old girl so that's not really my deal <laughs> um and uh constantine though that was awesome i will be watching i'm handing out for this show to actually be officially released this is on the money constantine from the hellblazer comics the guy that's playing him is just he's got it down pat uh, it's got awesome little you know references to the DC universe. Doctor Fate's helmet shows up. He mentions the fact that he look you know he, look, he looks like Steen and stuff. And they've incorporated some elements of the film, so the the Keanu Reeves film, which um, like I've said before is it's not very good, but I'm a big fan of it. Um, as I really quite enjoy watching it. So it's got incorporated some elements of that, but it's not setting it's not the same. It is it is meant to be the comic version. Um, and I, I think they've just they've nailed it. It's just it is. It's as close to the perfect Constantine show you're going to get uh, in this, and it's you know it works. So it's, it's awesome. My only downside to it would be I, this is not a spoiler thing, but the only downside is the uh, the angel character that shows up. I, I think he just oversells it. Like he really, really he's trying too hard um, as his angel character. But everything else, absolutely spot on. Highly recommend it. Check it out when it actually is officially released. Another news item in uh, in uh, Sydney, um, it, we had uh, a guy dressed up as Deadpool uh, who was arrested <laughs> because he was on the train. Uh, he was on the train ha- with all these Deadpool weapons and stuff. <laughs> so, oh my god! Yeah, so he had his swords. And they're all they're all fake, of course. But he had, you know, he had his swords and his guns and his grenades and stuff, like fully yeah. decked out as Deadpool. As, as Deadpool, and somebody called the cops. So when the they arrive, they uh, when the tra- train come in, they stormed the train and got him off and. And, uh, and, we're, and we're going to arrest him. 
And until was he, he going of course, to a con or something? Yeah, well, he was going. He was actually going to a charity event at a hospital. So uh, yeah, so there was no con on. But once he, once of course, he explained. I mean, the cops instantly knew what was going on, of course. But they have to respond. I mean, of course, they've got to respond. And uh, so it was all, you know, no harm done. And uh, the cops said, you're, you know, a bit of an idiot for wearing the weapons, at least, of him carrying them in a bag. (laughs) But other than that, it it was fine. He got released. Uh, So, yeah, so his name was uh, Ruben Rose. So, uh, so Ruben Rose, you have our uh, NCP Award of the Month. (laughs) It's your... uh, it was good stuff, but um, you know he's off to charity, man. He was ca- he was carrying cupcakes. Uh, and just uh, just finally, just I just want to mention that um, good friend of the show, Larry Boxall. Um, he has a short film called "I'm You, Dickhead," and uh, that is actually it's it's he's really exciting because that is going to it was originally it was funded through completely through Kickstarter, uh, and but it, it's really exciting because it's going to be shown as part of the Melbourne International Film Festival. Uh, which is absolutely brilliant. So well done, Larry. It's a, it's a huge achievement. Uh, it'll be for our Melbourne listeners. It'll be on uh, at Hoyts Melbourne Central on the eighth of August at nine pm. So uh, go check it out. I'll be there. It'll be a lot of fun. Okay, so let's uh, that's it for the news. Unless anybody's got anything else. I wanted to add. If, have you seen the trailer for The Walking Dead? No, I'm not that, as big of a Walking Dead fan as you are. Dude, it looks pretty sick they're going a different direction than everybody has said so far so like really i so yeah, we, we, this everybody was all, crazy everybody was wrong uh i mean i can't say everybody was wrong i i put out a theory on talk the walk that was similar yeah but no way did uh did i say i mean it you just gotta watch the trailer you just gotta watch the trailer but uh yeah these these terminites termites or whatever they're called <laughs> they're you, crazy you were talking about on the on ECA about how you uh, actually went on a Field trip to the to Terminus, the set. Yeah, did I talk about that on here? No, it wasn't, um, it wasn't on here. It was on ECN. So I live like a, like an hour and a half, two hours away from where they filmed The Walking Dead, and um, we decided, me and some of my coworkers decided to make a field trip out to um, Atlanta and see some of the spots from the show. Well, we didn't even mean to. We we were we were looking for other for other filming locations, but we just stumbled upon Terminus. Like, like we're in driving the show. by. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it happened just like on the show. Um, but it's uh, you know on the show, it's like they're they're it's in the woods somewhere, and it's a long walk to it. It's literally just like in the middle of Atlanta. There's a neighborhood <laughs> on one side of it. There's no woods. We drive by. The train car was there. The train car with the big letter A on it was there. Awesome. And um, they had a they had signs up that said no trespassing. And we said, oh, that's cute. We're going to climb the fence. And so we climbed. We went in <laughs> to Terminus. I actually walked up to the train car. I took pictures of the train car. We walked around the Terminus area. And um, it was completely empty. They're not there filming now. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it was just like it was on the show. There was no clues. We looked We looked everywhere to try to find some sort of was clue. No, like, there's no know. bodies lying, like no skeletons? <laughs> it was, like, in use again. Like, whoever owns the place... Like there was like forklifts there and stuff. Like whoever owns the place was was obviously still using it. They must have just rented it for a time. And <laughs> oh, well, there you go. So uh, that's pretty exciting. Walking around terminus. That would have been cool. Cool. That's uh, that's that's it for the news. Let's move on to the reviews. First up, we've got Bo, who's going to be reviewing the first season of the Fargo TV show. 
funny you call it the first season because they they originally were only going to do one and then it recently is a rumor that it got approved for a second season yeah it did. i think we'll it's, see more fargo it's not it's not a rumor it's been approved for a second season yeah, yeah, I know. I know it's not t- rumors, not the right term, but sometimes things get approved and then we never actually see it. So, yeah. you know, um, but I think it will happen. I think it was popular enough that they're going to do it again. But uh, I think I reviewed the first episode, maybe or first or second yeah. episode. No, yeah, yeah, you reviewed the first episode, and you're going to see where it went. But so far, you were enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. So it was a great show. Like at the end. So let's see. Where do I start? I've already kind of described the premise of the show, but I'll give another brief. You know, it's it's basically like a wacky detective criminal, you know, type of show, but it's got a really weird twist on it. Um, um, it's not necessarily supernatural in any way. They never come out and explain anything, but things happen on the show that can't be explained, and it's kind of like the story just kind of builds around it. The story, like, really just starts all the characters in the story. They're, they all have their like individual stories. There's two FBI agents that are working on a separate case from the original case. Um, there is a small town police like uh, detective that is working on you know the the main story case. There is a grocery market owner that is um, paranoid that someone's trying to kill him, so he's hired a hitman to hit the <laughs> the, the guy that's trying to kill him. And um, that's the hitman that's hired is Billy Bob Thornton. So that's what brings Billy Bob Thornton to the, this town. Um, and uh, it connects back to the movie because the uh, the grocery store owner, it turns out that where he got his money to start his grocery store business was, um, you know, he's driving on the road and his car breaks down and he finds the cash that was from the movie where um, one of the characters uh-huh. of the movie buried the uh, a briefcase full of cash, and cool. then they never went back and got it in the movie. Yeah. Um, that's not really a spoiler. You find out that in like episode three. So sorry if you if you don't want to watch that far. <laughs> and uh, it's just all these different little stories that are all like really intriguing, and they all like sort of weave in and out of each other. And these people like you know are crossing over into each other's stories and and uh, screwing things up, and they don't and they have no idea that they're connected. Um, and the characters are all interesting. The the two FBI agents were two of my favorite characters on the show, and they were only in like three episodes. Um, and it's just the the way the way the show handles characters is just really well done. Like this one season, they could have made an entire like six season show out of. Um, and it probably, I mean, I hate to say it, it might have been better because we would have gotten more development. We got would have got to see more of these characters. But it was such a like such a cast like such an a-list cast on the show that there's no way they would get billy bob thornton to do six seasons you know Mm. and uh uh, colin hanks colin hanks is uh developing to be one of my favorite actors i really like colin hanks um he's good on this show he plays a really timid police officer that wishes he was a mailman which is just kind (laughs) of funny (laughs) it's a really cool show all the characters are really cool and then I really liked the whole like supernatural vibe to it, where like they never said whether Billy Bob Thornton was like it. Kind of reminded me of there's an X Files episode where this guy is just like he's the embodiment of evil, and everywhere he goes, like evil follows. It kind of like Billy Bob Thornton was kind of that character. Yeah. Only they never say yes or no. It just it just happens. But they drop so many little clues that it that it you think at the end they're going to give you some big reveal, and they really don't. Um, and if I had to give you one like bad response to the show like one bad thing i didn't like was the ending is really like the whole show kind of builds and feels like it's going to all come to a head and have some you know huge ending it's not a letdown it's a really good ending of the show 
but it's really calm. It's really it's really just kind of a subtle way to end the show. Like it just com- they completely tell you a full story and that's it. There's no like real revelation at the end. There's no twist. It's just you know these guys did something bad. They screwed each other up along the way. The end. <laughs> Do you have a rating for Fogo? Um, give it a four out of five. Ooh. Four out of five. It's really freaking good. I mean, it might be a five out of five. It's the only the ending is the only thing. Like it has it has a climactic ending, but not as climactic as it could. And I guess maybe it's kind of a style of mm. you know Coen Brother movies are kind of that way sometimes. Yeah. I mean, the ending of uh, Burn After Reading is kind of the same way. It just tells a complete story, and then it ends. You know, it's not like there's nobody's finding out somebody else is their father or anything else at the end. You know, it's just it. <laughs> cool. Awesome. That was a good review. Uh, cool. Next up, we've got uh, Crystal, who's re- reviewing the book The Martian by Andy Weir. Okay, for my review, I'm reviewing a book called The Martian by Andy Weir. I'm three quarters, bit more than three quarters of the way through the book, so I won't give a final rating just yet. I will save that for a later episode. Okay. The book is about astronaut Mark Watley. The book is set in the not-too-distant future, the unspecified not-too-distant future, where um, we're actually having manned missions to Mars, and Ares 3 is the third mission to Mars. Mark Watley's a part of this mission. Something goes wrong on Sol 6, which is the sixth Martian day on the planet and there's a a storm the crew are rushing towards the the vehicle to get them back to the their ship when Watley is impaled by a piece of uh, communications array I believe and his suit decompresses the rest of the crew believing him to be dead because of the readings coming from the suit and not having any other choice because their vehicle is about to be ruined have to abandon him and leave. So everyone on Earth thinks he's dead. Everyone on the ship, the Hermes, which is the ship that goes from Mars to Earth, thinks he's dead. However, he's not dead. He's alive. Once he comes to consciousness and realises he's alive, um, after a bit of panic, he, he sort of gets himself back to the habitat because the storm's down by this stage and embarks on the uh, task of keeping himself alive for the next four years before the next Mars mission comes to Mars. He's got to stay alive for four years. He's got to stay alive for four planet. years. On the planet. In a broken suit. In a broken... Well, is this science no, fiction? He's, he's got, no, 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 it's actually... Well, it, it is, is science fiction. <laughs> it is science fiction, That's but it's, 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 it's not fantasy science fiction it's hard science fiction so it's it's from what i can tell it's it's eerily accurate so he's got the habitat which he can move around inside without the suit cool he's also got the leftover supplies from the other five crew members so he's got all their suits he's got the oxygen generator he's got the water reclamator he's got a few potatoes that they were supposed to have for thanksgiving dinner so he can he can start making no turkey no, no turkey. They would have eaten all the turkey. No turkey, man. Um, so he, he can sort of start a little bit of a farm there. He, he, so he, he's, he's, he's stretching his brain and his resources to yeah. figure out how he can stay alive. And that's basically what the first six or so chapters are about. And then you finally get back to Earth and you hear what's going on at NASA. You hear a bit more about what's going on on the Hermes. Um, I won't get too much deeper into the story because I don't want to just any of it but basically it's a survivor at its 
most extreme. I'm like, there's nothing at all on Mars that will help you survive because we're pretty much not meant to be there. I've seen John Carter. There's, there's aliens and stuff there. No, there. no, no. This is real Mars. <laughs> this, is real, this is real Mars. This is nothing on Mars that will help you survive. So he's, he's got to do with whatever man-made stuff he's got there. Um, it's it's quite intriguing. Sometimes the details get a little bit too much for me because I'm not as scientifically trained as scientists are. <laughs> it's it, uh, you can still I mean, if you, if the details are starting to get a bit boring, I tend to sort of skin them, get the gist of what he's doing, and get back into the story. The Watley character is a really good, engaging character, and the other surrounding characters are well. I say surrounding; they're not nowhere near him. They're on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> the supporting cast. The supporting cast. Uh, they're also uh, and there's quite a lot of interesting characters, interesting interactions, and yeah. Uh, so far, I'm really enjoying it. I'm looking forward to getting to the end. I I, uh, I don't know. I can't predict whether he'll survive or not. It, it's hard to say. Um, <laughs> even if he d- does or doesn't, I shouldn't probably say anyway. No, you probably it's, shouldn't. It's a spoiler. Yeah, the, the, the trials and tribulations of this guy, how uh, bad things happen and he, and he, and he tends to uh, work out a way to fix it. I forgot to mention he's a botanist, but he's also an engineer. So he's good at fixing stuff, which is a skill that will come in very handy when you're stranded by yourself on Mars. Well, you haven't got aliens to save you. No aliens to save you. No, <laughs> only people. Only humans. Aliens sure. are people too. No, they're not. They're aliens. <laughs> so you want so, to? Uh, stay you don't want to give a rating. I'll, I'll start, no, I'll give a rating after I finish the book. So maybe in the next episode or possibly the one after that. So stay tuned. To be continued. At this point, it's looking high. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, uh, last last but not least is my review. I'm doing the film Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which was the follow up to Rise of the Planet of the Apes from uh, two years ago. It's uh, directed by Matt Reeves. Uh, and stars. Uh, I, I want to talk about with, about the fact of the stars. I mean, technically, it stars Gary Oldman, uh, Kerry Russell, uh, Jason Clark, and Australia's own Cody Smith McPhee. Uh, but the star of the sh- the stars of the show are really uh, Andy Serkis um, as Caesar and Toby Kebbell as Coba. The this film for me is the the absolute ultimate proof that the Academy Awards should have a motion captured acting award this is the pinnacle of motion capture acting for me it's it it is absolutely unbelievable of just how realized the characters of caesar and cobra are and the other apes as well you know maurice and you know all the other apes and ash and all that sort of stuff well i agree with you but there's so few people that would be up for that award in the in the early stages, I would totally agree. It would basically just be Andy Serkis winning every every year because he'd be the only um, entrant. Yeah, but now now there's there's so many motion captures caption acting going on. There's so much going on now um, that I just I think this is this is the time where the Academy should finally just sort of open their eyes and add an award. And it'll be an interesting award too because it would not just be the person doing the acting itself, but also the people behind the computer who generate the character. Mm. Um, so I mean, as as wonderful as Andy Serkis is, he's nothing without the compu- the people who, the computer technicians who generate the character of Caesar himself, and it's just the photorealism of these characters is I mean, it's everybody marvelled at Gollum when he first appeared, um, but this is Caesar is a fully realised living breathing. Creation. So Caesar look, makes Gollum look like an eight-bit character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is unbelievably good. Now, in terms of in terms of the film itself. It is excellent. It is one of those rare, rare occasions where a sequel 
is not only better than the original, uh, so the, the predecessor, but also um, just an absolutely brilliant film in it on its own right. So it follows it follows on uh, ten years or so after the events of the first film, where uh, and it, it basically it covers the, the events of the first film in an in a, in a opening montage. So if you're unaware of the first film, um, a, a doctor scientist named, uh, played by James Franco creates a, a drug to help Alzheimer uh, patients. And this drug is tested on uh, a bunch of apes, um, including uh, Cobra and Caesar's mother, Bright Eyes. Uh, and uh, it results in... Caesar, when Caesar is born, he's, he's basically he's now being genetically modified and he's much more intelligent than a normal ape. And um, the side effect of this is it not it, so it helps the apes uh, grow smarter, uh, but the side effect is that it creates a virus uh, that, that's, that's dubbed the simian flu, which basically wipes out 99% of the human population. Uh, so it's 10 years later, the apes are flourishing uh, in the forests of, of San Francisco, uh, across the bridge from San Francisco, and uh, it's been a, a few seasons since they've even seen a human. So they just, they just assume that, everybody, that they've all wiped each other out and uh, there's nobody there's no humans left and it's just them um and it's a safe assumption uh but it turns out that that's actually uh, not true and that there are actually surviving humans a bunch of humans have have uh drawn, drawn together in san francisco in order to survive and if uh and the only reason that they even went near the apes were like the apes where the apes were is completely completely forgotten uh so but there's a dam up there and they need to start the dam up in order to create power for the city and survive because they're running out of and supplies and so uh, a culture clash occurs and and uh, the you know the film occurs so it's it's um it is when i when i say it's it's brilliant it's it's brilliant in the in the way that it's it's wonderfully acted by all involved except maybe cody i'm not a big cody smith mcphee fan i'm i'm ashamed to say that he is australian but it's it but he really he really isn't he's a very wooden character uh i mean when he's out acted by the ape that he's supposedly meant to be sitting next to you know there's something wrong there but it's uh, the rest of them. Every, everybody does, you know, a wonderful job, including um, uh, Andy Serkis, of course, as Caesar. I mean, he's, he's brilliant in every single thing he's in. But the standout for me is, without a doubt, uh, Toby Kebbell, uh, who plays Koba. Um, Koba is was from the original film, and uh, he was really horribly experimented on. Um, and he's just he's you know he's got bits missing, and he's got scars, and he's just he's even in the first film you can see that he's clearly damaged mentally. Um, and it's now been 10 years and he's, he's basically Caesar's lieutenant and his character arc puts to shame some character arcs that you'd see in other films is it's, it's magnificent. It's just, he's a, he's a flawed character. He's clearly mentally, mentally damaged and, uh, but he's also incredibly smart and he has, he has every single thing that he does in this film, he has a reason to do. And he actually, I actually felt, I really felt for him. And he's, I mean, he's wiping out humans left, right, and center. But it's, I, I was totally on his side because he, he, he strongly believed that what he was, what was happening is, was bad for the apes. Of course, then because he's, he's mentally damaged, it, it flips, you know, flips a switch in his head, and, and he starts doing things because he's insane. It's, it's a shame that uh, his end is, is what, what it is. But it had to happen um, because he is insane. Uh, he's it's a brilliant character and uh, he's worth it just for that alone. But in uh, the rest of the film is is awesome. It's uh, it's great story, great action set pieces, great special effects. It's just everything is great and uh, I highly highly recommend it. I can't recommend it enough. Um, I give this uh, four and a half out of five. 
Wow, I was on the fence about that. Do I need to see? Do I need to see the first movie in order to see this one? No, you don't. You don't have to see the. You don't have to see the first one. It is like I said. It is. It all it is completely mentioned uh, it, it, in the opening montage of exactly what happened uh, after the event of the events of the first film, and also in the in this film they go back to the house where Caesar grew up, and so you get a bit. Yeah. Of, you, you, it basically you get a bit of explanation of you know why Caesar is the way why the all the apes are the way that they are. Yeah, um, you know, super intelligent and stuff like that. So you know, so you don't have to see it. But I mean, Rise was perfectly fine. I mean, it's, it wasn't it wasn't anywhere near as good as this, uh, but it was you know perfectly acceptable. Yeah, when I saw the previews to Rise, I remember I, I didn't I wasn't that interested in it. But then yeah. seeing the previews for this, I mean, it looked really awesome, and I didn't know if I should go see it, um, having not seen the other one. But yeah, I'm gonna check it out. I'll probably check it out this week. Yeah, you don't you don't have to see it. It's, I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's it's highly highly recommended. It's it's great stuff. Some of the scenes in it. I mean, my favorite scene is the, the humans have found a uh, armory. So the the, the the armory that the that the military have left behind, and so they they find and they you know they go to grab all the guns and stuff. And Cobra finds this armory, and he's already suspicious. But he finds this armory, and now he's like, "Well, now I know <laughs> they're, they're, they're going to they're going to attack us, so we should attack first. And the way that he interacts with the humans, so because he, he's, I mean, they've got the guns on him, and they're they're ready to kill him. Uh, the way he turns that around is genius. It's just I mean, it just shows just how smart Cobra is, and uh, he uses it. I mean, he, so he escapes with his life at that point, but then uh, later on in the film, he uses that exact same sort of uh, I don't want, I don't want to get too, too much of a way because it is it's brain yeah. stuff but he basically he uses their familiarity with him in order to get close enough to then do what he does and what he does is unbelievable so it's it, it's really really cool you, you, you really got to see it I'll check it out this week alright so that's it for the review let's move on to Contest of Champions ladies and gentlemen Okay, for this uh, edition of Contest of Champions, we're going to have a, a four-way girl-on-girl fight. <laughs> Please don't phrase it like that. <laughs> that's probably not the best phrase. As, as I was saying it, I was like, that's probably not the best way to do it. <laughs> yeah, when you sent me the email, the scenario involved Jello, and I didn't know where this was going. <laughs> Jello, negligees, and pillow fights. <laughs> oh. I think we've just, I've just, we, we go out of our way to not be sexist on this show, and I think we've just ruined it all with just that one bit. You know what I noticed about this fight? I don't know if you did it on purpose, but I don't know about Buffy because I don't know the uh, I don't know Buffy's backstory a whole lot. But X twenty three, River, and Psylocke were all like experimental projects. You Ooh. know, like, they were they were all like experimented on. That is that was not the theme, but I, I'll tell you what. I'll, well, I'll introduce them all uh, properly, and then I'll tell you what the theme I was trying to go for. I don't think uh, Buffy was experimented on. No, well, it de- it depends on your on your on your. Well, yeah, I guess kind of she was. I mean, she personally wasn't. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So this guy, so as like I said, it's uh, it's uh, it's all girls. We've got uh, Buffy Summers from the Buffy the Vampire Slayer franchise. Uh, we've got X twenty three from Marvel, the the teenage female clone of Wolverine. Uh, River Tam from Firefly and Serenity, and Psylocke from Marvel as the the psychic telekinetic ninja warrior that she is four of my favorite characters uh now it's it is a it's a it's basically a joss whedon universe versus marvel universe fight and i do like your uh, all experimented on theme that's pretty cool and um, we can still go with that but what i was actually trying to go for was super powered female teenagers 
because Buffy's meant to be 16, and X is only four, 16, River's meant to be 16, but then I couldn't think of a th- fourth one, so I just threw in Psylocke. <laughs> Just for the Marvel thing, I was going through she's like my Marvel. Be older than sixteen. Yeah, she's oh, she's clearly older than sixteen. And I was trying, and I was trying to, go, I was going through all my Marvel universe indexes and stuff, trying to find like a teenage hero that would actually, you know, stand a chance. Like, because you've got White Tiger, who's uh, the the uh, the young Mexican girl and stuff. And so I had, you know, I had various ideas, but then I thought, nah, that's great. I'll just do so. But if we're going for your your experimentation theme, I like that. So I like was uh, experiments on by Mojo. And changed during the siege in the siege perilous. River was experimented on. X twenty three is a clone who was experimented on. And Buffy, even though she personally wasn't experimented on, the power of the Slayer is, was created. You know, back in the good old oldie times, when the first original Slayer girl was experimented on by mages. Like so the mages basically bonded her with a demon, demonic force, in order to give her the Slayer powers against her will. So, so I guess. You know, it, it all works. It all works, bro. You're on. You're on fire. I'm a genius. Genius. Now, I don't actually. I actually, strangely, I don't have a scenario for this. I just, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of my scenarios. I don't really have I'm a scenario. Tell me, Jello. Yeah, I, we'll go. We're not going to go with the Jello because I don't want our, our female <laughs> listeners to suddenly uh, turn off their iPods and uh, never listen to us again. Uh, no, so nothing, nothing weird. But uh, I, I guess what, what we'll do is we'll just chuck them all in a. We'll do with the same thing we did for Wolvie and Spider. We'll just chuck them in an octagon and. Tell them to go for it. But why would they fight each other if they didn't have a reason to? <laughs> They're girls. They have to have yeah, a, reason a reason for this. To. They have to have a reason to? All right. Maybe well, it's easy for control- Buffy. Buffy thinks they're all vampires. Yeah. yeah. All right, Just cool. through a crazy mishap in a coffee shop, she overheard they were vampires, <laughs> and so she's out to kill them. Right. Um, so Buffy thinks they're, <laughs> thinks they're supernatural threats. X twenty three might just want to kill everybody. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, she's, she's being ordered to kill everybody. We'll go with that. And then uh, River, she just, you know, someone they said dance away or whatever the line was, and then she started killing everybody. <laughs> sure, that's the um, the mental thing that she gets? Is that when she watches yeah. that? It's when she watches that ad, isn't it? She watches, yeah, she yeah. watches that she ad, and the it, ad and it triggers her. It's at a bar. It's and, not a coffee shop. Uh, and no, I'm, just, I'm going back to the coffee shop. Oh, I'm going to the coffee shop? Okay, cool. Well, Buffy's old enough to be in a, in a bar these days. She's over 18. Apparently, bars and coffee shops are, the lines are pretty blurred nowadays. That's, that's true. And Psylocke is on the same team with X twenty three X Force. So I was kind of thinking it would be it'd be basically Buffy and River versus Psylocke and X, and then okay, we'll sort of go with that. Okay. <laughs> cool. All right. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. A, might, so I'm bringing this up not only as like not as a joke, but like it might play into the actual fight. Yeah. I think if River goes nuts and tries to kill, she's just gonna kill. I don't think she's gonna discriminate. Yeah, so I don't I, think she can team up with Buffy necessarily. Yeah, like, like we'll, we'll go with that. It says it's so. We'll say, well, actually, yeah, so we'll say it's, it's Buffy versus River, and then Psylocke and X twenty three show up and see them fighting, and we'll go with that. I like that. So okay. River's gone mad. She's seen the ad. She's attacked Buffy. Buffy's just doing her best just to hold her off. She's like, "What the hell is this all about? Is this a crazy girl?" And uh, yeah, probably thinks she's a vampire. I mean, who knows. So, 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 so X Force, so X Force arrived with X and Psylocke, and uh, do you think they would actually just wait and see who would be the victor of that, or do you think they'd jump in? Probably jump in because they they probably would jump in and try to take control of the situation. Yep, cool. So it's Buffy versus River. They're going at it. Who do you think would win out of Buffy and River? Buffy, uh, Buffy and River, probably Buffy. Well, um, so you both said Buffy. Why do you think that? Because. 
Buffy's got her wits about her, where River's just mad yeah. with rage. Well, she's not with yeah. no, she's not with rage. So have you, have you... But River's just mad. Yeah, she well, is. She like, is crazy. She, she, she kind of loses herself and and goes into this ballistic moment, but yeah. she's graceful about it. She's not just swinging yeah. around with her arms flailing. But I feel like I feel like Buffy has has probably fought things stronger than than River. Stronger, yes, but as as skilled. I don't know. You've watched all the shows. Well, well, well of, I I know my opinion, but I want to get your opinions. Uh, oh. Most of most of Buffy's foes are are really just kind of like evil, demonic kind of things. Yeah, I don't know. So uh, the, 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 don't way, know. the way I think it would go down is is River is a better fighter than Buffy, but Buffy has shown time and time again that she'll do whatever it takes to win. I mean, so it's it would it would take a while. Uh, but Buffy would eventually win. But Buffy talked her just, down. Would, well, she, yeah, well, she, I mean, she would try and talk her down, yeah, but it's not going to work because she's River's in her zone. So it's, it would, it, Buffy would eventually eventually beat her down and, and manage to do it. But Buffy it was, might go and get her brother. <laughs> her brother? Can you go get Simon? Who? Yeah. <laughs> the and Simon, brother. And Simon can talk her down. Not oh, River's brother. I thought he said Buffy's brother. I'm like, what? No, no, River's brother. <laughs> um, so... But do, so X, so X and uh, Psylocke have appeared, and uh, so their target is to is to kill uh, th- these two. So are they are we going to say they're going to interrupt the fight because Buffy will eventually win, but we're saying they're going to interrupt, right? Yeah, probably. So they jump in. So let's team them up. I'm going to go uh, X is uh, X versus River, Buffy versus Psylocke. What do you think? I've got no idea. I don't know the other two characters at all. <laughs> Well, Psylocke, see, Psylocke has a pretty good advantage just because of the whole, like, you know, cognitive, you know, I don't know what the word for it is, but she's, you know, she's psychic got, like psychic abilities cognitive that she can control. Dissonance. Yep. <laughs> let me read and let me see what the correct word is. <laughs> that's all right. That's fine. So she, um, so Buffy versus Psylocke. So Psylocke is uh, a ninja warrior. Uh, but I, and yeah, she does have those, that, that sort of psychic, Telekinesis. Telekinesis, yeah. yep. Well, she's got that side knife stuff. So, so basically, she would want to end it pretty quick by using by hitting Buffy in the head with a side knife. Yep. But Buffy's no fool. I mean, Buffy would would know that's what she's trying to do. The very first time she tried to do it, Buffy would block it and then not let her do it again. It was, I think once again, this fight would take a while. I mean, Psylocke again, I think, is a better fighter, but Buffy just doesn't take any crap. So it's it would it would go on for a while. It's the X X versus River though. That's just crazy. So, I mean, X just would just go... She's also quite sort of uh, rhythmic and, and stuff like that. So she, so her and River would basically be... It's basically the same character versus each other. I mean, the only difference is that X has claws and stuff like that. So I think that would take a while as well and be, and be quite quite cool. I don't know who would... I don't, I don't know who would X-23. win that. You reckon it's X-23. X-23 out of those two. Yeah, because X... I mean, X heals, whereas River doesn't. So right, she yeah. just got a... She got a couple of bits in, that'd be the end of her. Eventually, River's going to get tired. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she would get tired. Yeah, cool. All right, so X manages to take out River, and uh, poor River's now dead, which is a shame. She's <laughs> a sweet girl, really. I don't know. She, was, she, she was a sweet girl, but X, she's there to kill him, so that's what she does. So River goes down. Um, Buffy versus Psylocke, they're, they're going at it. Who do you reckon? Buffy I don't know. Like I don't know lose. enough about Buffy. Buffy's, I would I mean, like to say Psylocke. Yeah, I mean, Buffy is lost, but has lost the fight before, but she always comes back. Whereas if she loses this, she's not going to get a chance to come back. My heart says Buffy, but my brain says Psylocke. So we'll put it to a vote. It's the three of us, 
Bowie, you're saying Psylocke? Yeah, I think Psylocke. I'm saying Buffy. Is that the crystal who has no idea well, and doesn't care? I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea about Psylocke's character, and I just like Buffy because she manages to, uh, this is, you're going to go, oh, but she manages to fight and keep most of her clothes on. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the next the next uh, debate should be which is the stronger female role. Yeah. <laughs> it she has keep, to be Buffy. She keeps her clothes on. Well, just, just to give a brief idea about Psylocke as a character, so she's a she ne- keeps her clothes. She keeps her clothes on unless you're a Br- British vampire. Okay, so I mean, like <laughs> yeah, she does just... she does take it off sometimes. But that's 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 different. That's not in a fight situation. <laughs> So Starlock is like, so like a, a, a ninja, essentially. So she's a psychic ninja. Whereas Buffy, you know what Buffy's like. You've seen the show. So, okay. so you reckon, still reckon Buffy? Style works. Style wins over sleaze. Style wins over sleaze. Gold. <laughs> cool. So Buffy manages to take down Psylocke. So now we've got Buffy versus X. Same. Buffy's tired by this point. Same again. <laughs> X might outdo Buffy. This is how this is how so Buffy. She, I mean, she's tired, but she's also supernaturally powerful. So it's, I mean, this is, I think it's a very, very even match here. As a bit of a twist, I'm going to throw this in for you. You may not. I'll have to sort of explain it a bit, I suppose. But uh, X goes into the classic Wolvie Berserker rage when someone fires these pheromone things at her. She's got a pheromone trigger that just blakes out her brain, so she doesn't think. She just becomes a killing machine. So I'm going to, I'm going to. Shoot out some of these pheromone trigger stuff. X is now just a mindless, mindless combatant. She has no worry about injury, uh, about about any innocent civilians. She's just a killing machine versus Buffy. Similar to, similar right. to River again. Nice. All right, then Buffy gets some sort of power boost from some sort of friendly demon then. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, it's just as feasible as your pheromone god. <laughs> <laughs> so this de- this friendly demon shows up and says, "I like the fact that you kept all your clothes on." Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to give you a bit of a boost. It's not only friendly; he's a cute little demon. He's a cute little friendly demon. Yes. <laughs> so there's no canonical reason for this to happen, but we're going to do it just because you said, "I, I like it." That's cute. Yeah, just <laughs> so Buffy's got a bit of a pet show. She's Buffy's not tired anymore. So a non-tired, non-injured it's like Buffy. Like your healing pets from Warcraft. Yeah. Well, oh, she's been she's been healed. <laughs> <laughs> Craziness. So fully non non damaged non tired Buffy versus Berserker Rage X twenty three votes. X twenty three. Ooh. X twenty three is willing to kill where Buffy is not. Yeah, she's willing to kill. She's not willing to kill a, a human. Yeah, and X is still human. But the demon pet might be willing to kill. But you said he was a friendly <laughs> demon pet. Only friendly towards Buffy. What is? Ignore this friendly, friendly demon pet. <laughs> I don't know. I, can't, I, I don't know the other characters, so I can only vote for Buffy. Okay, but uh, well, so actually, she's like a female Wolverine, essentially. So you've seen Wolverine, Australia's own Hugh Jackman. You know, so who do you think would win? You don't help any case. Wolverine. You don't have any case, Eddie. No, because <laughs> Buffy would. Cl- if it was if we were going with Hugh Jackman Wolverine, he wouldn't stand a minute. Like Buffy would take him out within sixty seconds. <laughs> Comic Wolverine, on the other hand, that'd be interesting. But yeah, so you're going. So you're going with Buffy. So X and Buffy. So I've got to decide a vote. I don't like that. I don't like having to decide a vote. He's looking for his dice. I'm going to flip something. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I mean I, I, all right, let's go. Let's we'll go. I, I, Buffy just doesn't lose. Buffy, I mean, she loses. She's, she's lost the, plenty of fights. I but think she she's just, the Batman of this scenario. Well, I don't think she's the Batman. I mean, she does lose. 
I mean, some, there are some episodes where she just gets a butt handed to her that she always comes back, you know. Yeah, so, because and she's going to be demon, there for the next episode. Yeah, because your demon pet guy has just boosted her. If, if the demon pet guy didn't boost her health, I think I actually would go with X. Because yeah. she's, but she's because she's a killing machine. But I don't know. Your demon pets throw my throw me off. Well, I don't see any reason why the demon pet can't be there because you picked all characters from. I'm like, done with it. If he's so there, I'm, I've, I'm, I've I'm, pulled out a character from your Warcraft game. I, I'm good with that. I'm fine <laughs> with that. So, so uh, the demon pet comes along, heals Buffy, and uh, I'm going to go with victory for Buffy. I victory. Think, I, I think she would she would take it out. She would find a way to win. It's similar to our hack slash thing where we said, well, she's just used to winning. Yeah. Like, that's just what she does. Um, and, and the characters are very similar. So, I mean, I guess we could say there's a similar scenario there. Oh, Cassie Hack is a complete rip-off of Buffy. <laughs> there's no doubt oh, about yeah. that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Really, no no really. offense to Tim Seeley, but let's be honest yeah. here. Cassie Hack is the version of Buffy that can't keep her clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> I just threw that in there for Christmas benefit. Cool, all right, so we'll go with victory for Buffy. So it's uh, that was pretty exciting. I had that pictured in my head, and uh, it was quite exciting for me. Well, I'm glad you're pleased. <laughs> so uh, if, the, uh, if, you, uh, if you agree or disagree, please let us know and uh, with the contact details at the end of the show. I'd be very interested in your uh, your opinions, but uh, we're going to go with victory for Buffy. I'm sure there'll be some vehement disagreements out there. <laughs> I want to I hear some vehement disagreements. Actually, I want one of you guys to, to totally violently disagree with me one time, just for the fun of it. That's not fun. Let's have an argument. You're, you're I don't the, find that You're fun. the dungeon master. Like, you just, you know, you, you make it happen. Yeah, but if, yeah. if, you, if you're 100% convinced that Buffy would not win, I want to hear about it. I think we've, we, there has been cases where we've, you know, came up with something that you didn't, you didn't think yeah, of. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's gone the, the complete opposite to what I think would win. Like, Boba Fett winning that bounty hunter thing, that really annoyed me. That's always going to win. Like, Boba Fett. Well, there you go. Victory for Buffy. That was Contest of Champions. Cool. So next up, we've got Azerothian Times. I know Bo's very excited. We finally returned to Azerothian Times. So It's uh, about Azerothian Times. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, because we haven't had Azerothian Times for a while, this this segment might go for a little bit longer. So I do apologize for you non-WoW players and to, uh, to you, Crystal. Well, there's always the, you know, the fast-forward button for those who are listening back. Yeah. <laughs> for me, on the other hand... You can just I, have a nap. I'll just have a little nap. Just have a little nap. <laughs> cool. So uh, I'll just go through some stuff, Bo, and then you can go through all the things that you, uh, you've been itching to talk about for a couple of weeks. Hearthstone. So all you Hearthstone players, uh, the next Ramus expansion has gone live. Very exciting. Uh, so it's, it's going to be uh, in stages. So as for all you Warcraft players, your next Ramus is comprised of four wins. Uh, with a hub, and so the game's going to follow that same sort of idea. It's pretty cool. So the first quarter to open up was the Arachnid quarter, uh, which you get for free. It's basically it's basically a quest. It's, it's the new Hearthstone quest mode. And so the Arachnid quarter has the three main bosses from the Arachnid quarter in it, which is awesome stuff. Who yeah, then who have, who have their own have their own decks, which incorporate new cards as well as older cards. Um, and uh, when you get to the end of those, to, to the last boss, the giant spider guy, he uh, you win him as a card. Uh, which then unlocks, once you beat that, it then unlocks um, hard mode, uh, which, let me tell you, is bloody hard. Uh, and um, <laughs> Hence the name. Yeah, which is hence the yeah. name. Uh, and and uh, two sort of elite modes, I think they're called. Um, it's pretty exciting. Uh, I did I did pretty well. I've, I've, completed, I've completed that quarter already. Um, I, actually, I only lost one game, which was the very first game. 
uh, and then managed to get through all of them uh, using this, my mage my mage deck. So I was pretty excited about that. Uh, it was pretty it was pretty interesting. Like their new their special abilities. It's like the end boss's special ability is um, three mana to web your character and basically return one of your characters to uh, any character it wants to your hand, which can be bloody frustrating. I actually don't think it's anywhere near as devastating as the second boss's car- uh, the second boss's special ability, which is two mana to deal X amount of damage to you and your creatures randomly based on how many cards are in your hand. So if you've got seven cards in your hand, she does seven points of damage to you and your creatures. So it's yeah, it's absolutely crazy. ridiculous. I, actually, I almost lost my answer. Other than the first game, that's the only game that I actually came close to losing because I was just like, what the hell? So it's, it was crazy stuff. But uh, on the last bosses one, I actually used to my advantage. Like he kept uh, webbing my Azura Drag, Drake and my uh, whatever the character that heals me for three points whenever he comes out. So he kept webbing those back to my hand. So I just kept putting them back out again. So I kept getting more cards. <laughs> And I get getting more life. So actually, see, he he did himself out of the game. It was pretty weird. So it's I, a good combo. Yeah, it was pretty. I, it was an unintentional combo, but I was like, hey, I'm going to take advantage of this. So that was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, so Hearthstone, check it out. The rest of the quarters will open up um, as uh, as time goes on. Um, so the the other, just just if you log in to Warcraft, uh, you get flagged as getting a free horde chopper mount. I told you it was going to be free. Uh, so when Warlords, uh, Warlords of Draenor comes out, um, as long as you've logged in between now and then, uh, you'll get a horde chopper mount uh, when you when Warlords of Draenor goes live, and it's the one that they that was from the Azerothian choppers crappy TV show. So so it's pretty cool, free mount. Uh, the other thing is uh, we've had since the last time I've mentioned it, we've had a couple more Dark Moon fairs, and I still don't have a Dark Moon eye and. Uh, my actual I think comment, you got that thing and vendored it and just nah, don't realize There's it. no way in hell I would have vended it, I can assure you. Um, so the actual text that I have written down on my running sheet, I can't say live on air, but uh, it's pretty annoying. <laughs> so anyway, Blizzard, come on, man. And uh, I've been really heavily getting into transmogging, so I, I, I've, I haven't... Um, there's really nothing left in the game for me to do. But, uh, but transmogging, so yes, yeah, so I've just been running sort of uh, solo and old content and stuff to get some sort of transmog stuff. I've been after very specific items. Um, I found this thing online, uh, which is a bunch of items in order to uh, make your character look like Wonder Woman. <laughs> so it's, hey, yeah, so, I love those. It's awesome stuff. There's one, there's a Superman one, there's, there's a really cool Green Arrow one. I'm not a big fan of Green Arrow though, so I don't, didn't really worry about it, but he looks awesome. Um, and uh, various other sort of transmog sort of, transmog sort of sets. But uh, this Wonder Woman one, one I just thought was magnificent, so I thought, oh, you know, why not? I'll give it a shot. But there's one particular item that I need called the Vanguard. Uh, it's just it's, it's the Vanguard uh, leg plates. The world drop around sort of like uh, Silithus sort of level characters, like mobs. It's just it's a world drop, so you, you never know. You never know. There's no boss you can just go and get it from. Um, so I've just the the grinding for that. I actually did it for a good couple of hours, just sort of killing everything in Zelithus. And it was so unbelievably brain-draining boring that I just gave up. And I thought, bugger, I'm just going to buy it when I see it on the AH, you know what I mean? Who cares? It's just a green. But the prices for this thing... So obviously everybody who has, read the, has, has seen the same website I've seen, because <laughs> the prices range of... The only times... It's very rare that you ever see it. The only times I've ever seen it, one of them... One was 30,000 gold 
Wow. <laughs> All the way up to 45,000 gold. And the unfortunate thing is, I actually was going to buy that 30,000 gold when I was going to do it. Uh, the only reason I didn't, because it was on a different server to the one where my character that I want to do the mogging for is actually on. So that's the only reason I didn't spend 30,000 gold for this green item. But uh, this trans Can you mail thing. yourself stuff like that now? No, because it's, it's, it's not, it's not buying that. It's only Yeah, it's only uh. account bound stuff. So... So that was the, so that, the only reason they missed out on thirty thousand goals because of that. But that's just how crazy this mogging. People are really into this mogging stuff. I, mean, I didn't realize mogging was so big until I started doing it myself. And now it's like, holy yeah, crap! I, people love. I this. do it too. I yeah. love. I love. Tra- I change my transmog today. Well, that's that's kind of like kind of what got me interested. You running stuff with you for your transmog stuff was what sort of got me interested to sort of search online and how I found this Wonder Woman thing. So you're, you're, really in, good, you're really into it, We yeah? had, like, a good combo going, though. Like, I didn't care about pets, and you didn't care about transmog, and so you rolled on pets, and I rolled on all the gear. Now we're going to be rolling on all the same stuff. Well, no, because I'm, I'm, I'm only going with my hunter, and you're going with your mage. So you get all the cloth yeah. stuff, I get all the mail stuff. Because that's the thing, I, I, I learned that the hard way with transmogging is so I collected all this cool-looking crap, and I was on my hunter. But with transmogging, you can't transmog, like, a plate or a cloth item for a mail wearer. Which, sure. I think is, which is a ridiculous rule. That's the only thing about transmogging I think they should change. Because it's just it just yeah. doesn't it just doesn't make any logical sense that I can see. So I got all this awesome stuff and I couldn't use any of it. I had to basically just had to sell it all off. I had daggers and you know, yeah. staves and you know plate helms I and mean, all sorts of stuff. There's no real reason for them to keep from doing it. It's all about just you know like with stuff like this and with the crazy mounts that they introduced in the game. They just had to balance like the RP players that yeah. like r- really want to like for some people if they saw a mage running around with plate gear on then they would be like oh this just totally ruins the game experience for me you know yeah. and so they just have to balance this whole thing in a, in a weird way yeah it's an aesthetic thing you're right yeah it's, just, yeah. it's, a, it's a shame because I, I found this uh, awesome shield called uh, the shield of renewal which is basically it's a round shield and it has it's blue it's bright blue and it has this sort of water effect that actually is animated, so it travels around the shield. Um, yeah. Which is absolutely brilliant. It's the, it's the greatest shield in, in, in the game by far. And uh, I was, th- I, I kind of looked like sort of like a disc from the Tron movies, like the Tron discs. Yeah, yeah. Kind of similar. So I was trying to put together a Tron set. But oh, I couldn't, that's a good idea. But I couldn't do it because of that rule. So it's because, I mean, I would need a leather, a chest piece and a plate leg boot piece and you know that sort of stuff like you can't do that so basically I can't do it so it's a bit of a shame but this Wonder Woman thing it's uh, it's been a real it's like become my mission <laughs> to get this, these Vanguard if anybody's got those Vanguard plate and you're on Oldham I will buy these things off you I was willing to go up to 30,000 <laughs> so Oldham server let me know I'm on Xanthia X-A-N-T-H-I-A they're called the Vanguard leg plates 30,000. Sold. Let me know. All right, so that's, uh, that's it for everything I want to talk about. So, Barry, what have you got? Well, it's, this is actually really old news, but um, I haven't had a chance to tell everybody, but I finally got my legendary cloak. Um, Yay! I got it the, the first... Remember, they did the, they're doing it now, but they're doing the weekly buffs with uh, the Black Prince, and then you get like a buff for Valor. They're doing all these weekly buffs. Yeah. Well, I was able to get my... Uh, to get my uh, legendary cloak, um, well done, dude. and uh, very, very now cool. it takes it kind of. I kind of like. I'm glad I got it. I'm not going to try it on my paladin. Like I'm playing a paladin now, and I'm not going to try to get it on my paladin just because, you know, it was just too much time, even with the buff. Um, but now, thanks to the buff, it's like everybody's got their cloak. 
<laughs> you know, it's like it took kind of the fun it, out of it. It still takes um, it still takes a bit of time to get it though. Oh yeah, it definitely does. I mean, it, it definitely does. Even with the increased drop rate, it took me a while to grind out because they did the weekly buff whenever I was on the last grind. You had to get like eleven of something, and um, and even even with the buff, I was like halfway through, and it still took me all week. And I think it even carried over because they did the buff for like two weeks that first time. And I think it even carried over into the second week that I, that I finally got through it. And then you got to kill all the celestials. Yeah. And um, the way I did that was, I'm on a pretty dead server. Dead's not the right term. It's a medium pop server, but it's pretty dead horde side. It's heavily alliance. And so um, I downloaded OQ. I'd never used OQ before. I'd been in raids and stuff where you know some of the, the raid leaders and stuff would be on OQ, but it was never anything as a mage that I needed to worry about. And so I downloaded OQ, and I've been using that to get my Celestials every week. Um, it's actually pretty neat. It's kind of like uh, the Dungeon Finder tool, yeah. but outside of wow it's it's like a community driven one and um you can queue up for anything too i've been doing ordos every week on that and um i've been doing uh, the celestials once a week but oh yeah so now you've got got the cloak you can go up to kill ordos that's awesome yeah 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 and it works on every character so like um i boosted a paladin i uh, i didn't know if it was going to work or not so I, (laughs) i went out to the bridge and then i'm just staring across it and i'm like all right you gotta have faith, and, <laughs> and it, it works on every character. You don't have to have the. It doesn't. It's not just your character that has the cloak. That's cool. Um, Was there anything else? There's been lots of updates on um, on the Warlords beta. Yeah, but um, it's just I don't know where we left off. Like it's been so long. We probably should just start fresh with news. You know, next week on that. But like, no, we can do it now. I've got I've got a couple of stuff. There's a guy who's posted okay. every. There's a whole bunch of rares, uh, rare elites walking around. And there's a guy who's who's posted he's killed every single one of them um, on the beta, and uh, so that's pretty cool. So I've got all their locations and, we, and everything that they drop, so that's cool. I heard that they're really unique, too. Like, I heard that yeah. like one of them is, like, you start fighting it or something, and then it disappears and goes somewhere else. Yeah. And then you have to find it again and yeah. start back where you left off. That's but crazy. It's, but, it's still, but it's still marked for you, so that's good. So that's just, yeah. that's handy. It is pretty cool. It teleports around. Uh, but uh, people have gotten to a hundred on the on the beta, so they've gotten to a hundred, and uh, there's apparently the level one hundred PVP changes have caused a bit of controversy. There's been there's a couple of videos of people just you know just basically walking around the environments and stuff. And it looks awesome. I haven't seen any garrison stuff. I want to see this. I want to. This garrison's got me excited. I've seen a little bit about it, um, and it's you know nothing that we haven't heard so far. It's looking the way it did at BlizzCon. I'm excited about the garrison thing, though. I think that's going to be really cool. I really want a mobile version of this thing, though. I want to be able to be standing in line at Starbucks, and then my phone beeps because my garrison guy just got back from his mission, and I get to see what loot he got. You know, like, I, I want, <laughs> that would I want be cool. this to just carry over. Yeah, you know? yeah, that'd be cool. The, 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 the funniest thing about the garrison thing is when your garrison guys get captured. <laughs> you yeah. have to go and go and rescue them. That is so, that's so awesome to me. I don't know why that really appeals to me. This whole rescue mission business—it's cool. I like how I like how it's not going to be so easy too. Like I, I heard that the the rescue mission thing—you're going to have to get like four other people to help you do it. So yeah. it's like it's it's neat because you got to get in your guild and be like, oh, dude, you know, <laughs> my guy's uh, being captured again. 
Yeah, I'm gonna name all mine and be like Larry. That'll be yeah. Larry, Moe, and Curly. Oh, uh, Larry got. <laughs> oh God, I hope you can name it. Like, if you can't name them, I'm gonna be very disappointed. But uh, this, um, so because of some some of these changes, Waller's changed, I've been running uh, Blackwing. So the I've been hitting the Molten Core and the Blackwing Spire. What is it called? And um, Lair and stuff like that. So basically everything in the mountain. Um, because yeah. uh, because they change they change in the the new one they're gonna it's, they're gonna get an upgrade yeah like they're gonna make Scarf those the shorter stuff yeah so I've been I've been running those getting my Leroy achievement and all that sort of stuff so oh that's, that's a really good idea <laughs> it's a pretty really cool good idea yeah she she gotta do that man she gotta get your achievements for those because because uh, they'll be gone soon but uh, other than that yeah mogging and uh, running stuff I've run molten core so many times the last couple of weeks. But God damn, I could do that with my eyes closed. It's ridiculous. That's, that's, that's been me. We need, you know what we need to do? <laughs> what? We need to, we need to get a, and, and no offense to the guild we're in now, but we need to get a listener guild put together on Medivh. That'd be cool. Because we both have all these characters on Medivh, and I've been toying with the idea of, of realm transferring, but, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I think we could, I don't know. No round transfer. I created characters on Medivh just be, to be with you. I know that's the dilemma. If you round yeah, transfer, I'm going to crack it. <laughs> All right, so we, I, I'll, I'm staying, but we need to we need to try we need to see if we can get enough listeners. I'll talk about it on ACN and uh, see if we can get you know something going on Medivh. You know, we had a good thing going there for a while, and now we need to find the we need to find a group of people. Yeah, if, uh, that's if a good, anybody, that is a really good point. Yeah. If anybody listening right now. Is horde on Medivh. We need to get people together and yeah. start a guild. Well, dude, or I've, I've, if I've you're heard, a listener I've, and you're in like a really cool guild, and you think that uh, you think that we could join you guys, we'll get we're going to get a group of listeners together on Medivh, and then we'll decide to do something. We'll put it. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Either way, I mean, because I've got multiple characters on Medivh at level nine. One is in the guild that you're in with you, and I've actually got another character that has its own guild. I've got like I did that sort of make a guild, so you have a guild bank business. Yeah. So I've got a character. So I've got a, a guild called Fal Knights. F E L K N I G H T S. Um, so yeah, we can make that the the listeners. I can rename the name, can't I? You can rename a guild, can't you? So it's, we can we rename it if we need to. And you make a an NCP slash ECN guild on Medivh. Yeah. We need right. to do this. Well, let us know. So if uh, I'm usually on Medivh, I'm usually on either Zeldara X E L D A R A. Uh, or Zarissa, Z-A-R-I-S-S-A. So I'm usually on those two characters. Bo, who are your, who, your two main ones? On Medivh, I'm always on uh, Bo is a punk, B-O-I-S-A-P-U-N-K, or I'm on Datsun, like the car, D-A-T-S-U-N. You guys are on. Hit us up and uh, give us a whisper, and yeah, we'll see if we can arrange that. That'd be awesome. Cool, that's it for Azerothian Times. It was a, sorry, it was a bit of a long one, but uh, we had a lot to talk about. Very exciting. So, uh, next up we've got Coming Soon. It's like you're talking in code. Coming soon. <laughs> cool, so in Australian cinemas, July 31st, we get A Most Wanted Man, Lucy, uh, Some Velvet Morning, The Keeper of Lost Courses, The Selfish Giant, and these final hours. It's a big day for us next I week. I don't remember any of those titles. Lucy rings a bell, but I can't remember what Lucy it's is the latest from Luke Besson starring Scarlett Johansson, who gets 100% of her 
oh, access to hundred percent of their brain. That ten percent thing is not true. <laughs> I know, I know. I can't get over that. Like I can't go see this movie because, like, I assure you, people, you use a hundred percent of your brain. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, you know, but it's still it's cool. Scully heads are kicking some butt. It's pretty cool. Luke Besson does some good stuff. I like it. I, I like him. So he has some terrible stuff as well, but mostly good. Um, and the other stuff, I don't know. Uh, most a uh, most wanted man is um, Philip Seymour Hoffman's last fully completed film. These um, the others uh, don't really care about. These final hours uh, is an Australian film that was delayed. Um, we actually we've actually mentioned it before. But uh, anyway, so that's it for us uh, Australian cinemas and Bo the US cinemas. We have a lot of limited releases, but um, the big ones: uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, we got uh, Get On Up. I don't know. What, oh, I know what yeah. Get On Up is. That is. Yeah. Um, James Brown, get up, get um, on up, get yeah. up, get on up. <laughs> and then uh, let's see. Everything else is is a limited release, but one of them uh, strikes me out. Like Cabin Fever, Patient Zero. It's a prequel. Is that related to the Cabin Fever? Yeah, it's a prequel to Pet Cabin Fever. Yeah. What? Looks terrible. It, I mean, it, it's, it's got to be, but yeah. I want to see it. Do you? Cabin Cabin Fever, Patient Zero. Yeah, I might Cabin check that Fever out. Cabin Fever is an absolute piece of rubbish. But you like Dude, rubbish films. It, no, it's, it's not rubbish in a good way. It's rubbish in a terrible way. Like I a kid that starts doing karate way. for no reason when they like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> I think it's rubbish in a really good way. It's oh. really, really bad. Okay, cool. Awesome. Awesome. So that was everything for you for Australian, American citizens? Yeah, that's you, it. Are you going to go see Guardians? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to see it. All right, the, uh, the reviews are good, dude. The reviews are good. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's just going to be a really fun movie. I don't know... I don't have any preconceived notions. I have no idea what I'm getting into. I just think it's going to be a wild space adventure. Yeah, that's exactly it. Cool. Well, that's it for episode 102, 102nd episode of NCP Brilliance. Brilliance. <laughs> <laughs> 102nd? Yeah, 102nd. 102nd. Get up, get on up. Get on up. Get on up. Like a dancing machine. Get on up. I can't, I can't get up. I can't get up. <laughs> anyway, so that's, that's it for me and from the crew. Crystal. I just realised that Mark Watley is probably the space MacGyver. Ooh. Cool. And Bo. Uh... Yeah, I'm looking uh, through seeing if I got anything else. Bo's, Bo's turned into a zombie. <laughs> you shouldn't have He gone, went to Terminus. You shouldn't have gone to Terminus. Why did you go to Terminus for? Not the virus. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Nerd Culture Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email to feedback at nerdculturepodcast.com. You can run on our wall if you go to the Facebook page. Go to facebook.com forward slash nerdculturepodcast. Tweet us at nerdculturecast. Skype us on Nerd Culture Podcast. If we don't answer, leave a message. We might even play it on the show. You can comment on any post on our website. www.nerdculturepodcast.com If you'd like to support the show, use the Amazon affiliate widget on our website to do your Amazon shopping. It doesn't cost you any extra, and a small percentage of the profit goes towards helping us to produce our show. We can see what you buy, but not who you are, so your privacy is assured. Check out our videos at ncptv.net or search for NCPTV on YouTube because we also have a YouTube channel. Don't forget, you can rate, review and subscribe to the show on iTunes. Wondering where you can hear more of Bo? Go to ecnradio.com. 
Bo and David also have another podcast called Film Flames. More info at www.filmflames.com. You can find all of our podcasts and more at undercastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more episodes.